The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So warm welcome again, uh, everyone here in IMC, as well as those who are online on YouTube, from all over the world. I just came out of a week-long online retreat on Friday, and so I'm still feeling some rippling effect of it. And so at the end of the retreat, um, I uh, got a, an opportunity to share a jam that arose out of the retreat. And what came to me very strongly um, over the course of the retreat was this deep sense of trust and a rootedness in sincere practice. Sincerity of the practice. And in the context of the retreat, we had a retreat theme, and there was samadhi. And some of you know this concentration, uh, as translated as concentration, in many words, but samadhi. And often, just by naming samadhi, so often our mind immediately <laughs> get to, I want to get that. <laughs> I want to have that. And so that becomes a goal of the retreat. And we get concentrated. We're in the bliss of a samadhi. And the teachers knew this very well. So on the very first day, Philip Moffat one of the teachers of the retreat said this, we need to be cautious that we don't turn this retreat into a hunting party for concentration. We're learning to recognize that concentration naturally arises as a felt sense. Such a wisdom, such a wisdom. And when we have a theme of samadhi, awakening, we can so easily get caught that that is something that we're getting. So on this retreat, and Philip would lead uh, this guided meditation each morning at 8 a.m. And uh, in this guided meditations, um, he would offer a preliminary kind of process, or you can call it a preparatory process, to prepare our body, mind, and heart uh, so that we're ready and open uh, to the whole process of the meditation. And this uh, preliminary process is called arriving sequence, and I won't be talking about the arriving sequence but I wanted to share something I learned from this process. And so um, usually this morning sit is an hour, or a little over an hour, something like that. And the Philippa would offer this microscopic, 
level, great minute details of um, what happens as a, we arrive on the cushion, on our seat, with tiny little shifts in our posture, uh, some shifts in our mind and heart, and great detail, great details. And this arriving sequence, you know, could be 15, 20, 30 minutes, 35 minutes. Sometimes it feels like a forever. <laughs> and, you know, this is an experienced student retreat. So many people have heard about this arriving sequence and practiced with it for many times, you know, I don't know, hundreds of times. So, sitting there, just being with the arriving sequence was not easy. Wow, that was not ex- what we expected, you know. Our mind wants to get to samadhi. <laughs> um, but such a teaching. So one day, sitting in this uh, timeless arriving sequence, it just dawned on me, wow, what a sincere practitioner, what a sincere teacher. And he wasn't going to rush over it. He wasn't actually going anywhere. He was just there with what was present, right in front of him, with him, while he was offering and sharing pointers to the rest of us uh, who was practicing with him. There was no shortcuts, no fast track, just arriving. I was so touched and moved by that And when I recognized that, all of a sudden, my body relaxed, my heart softened. I was humbling and inspiring. And I had this immediate sense in my being that I finally arrived. And I didn't have to go anywhere. And so that's what I thought I was going to um, share today. Um, that is the sincerity of the practice. And it's easy for us to come to the Dharma practice using the same attitude that we may be having um, in engaging in all kinds of aspects of our lives. We're here to get something or to achieve something, uh, something we want. Uh, Or we wanted to come here to get rid of something that really bothered us, the bad stuff, (laughs) bad habits or, you know, the lousy neighbors and, you know, who knows. So we can come here with the attitude of getting or getting rid of. 
I don't want to diminish that because all of us probably come to on the Dharma through that. We had something that connects to us and, and we needed something. And yet, um, as we began to have some understanding of the Dharma teachings and began to engage with the practice ourselves, soon we'll find out, maybe for ourselves, that the usual patterns of attitudes don't work. They just don't work. They actually hinder how we practice. And so what's asked of us um, is something quite drastically different from our usual attitudes. And I would say what is asked of us is to learn to practice sincerely. I'm intentionally pausing here just to practice sincerely. Nothing else. Period. Practicing sincerely. Period. Just take a moment to feel into your being, your heart and mind. And what did that? What does that feel to you? you know, I have had many moments when this was said. You know, my mind would go, "What?" Don't we have to sincerely practice in order to <laughs> get something, get somewhere, and have something happen to us? You know, we have lots of plans. That are we okay to just practice sincerely? So I'm very fond of the Zen story that Gil tells sometimes. And I think many of you probably have heard this. That someone asked um, uh, Suzuki Roshi about enlightenment, and uh, and he responded, "If you practice sincerely, it's just as good." So how is that possible? And so I wanted to unpack uh, this sincere practice uh, a bit, maybe in a few different dimensions. This is just something that kind of arose uh, from the reflections of of the retreat that I just came off. Uh, and doesn't mean that those are the only dimensions. There may be many other dimensions associated with this as well. And so the first one, uh, the first one uh, about practicing sincerely uh, is to become aware. To become aware of what is happening here, how we're practicing, and what is here right now. That's the very first thing. So even right now, as we're all sitting together, I'm speaking and you're listening. 
What's here? Are we aware? What's in our mind, in our body, in our heart? And if um, we are preoccupied with some plans, projections, interpretations, we are not aware what is actually happening. And uh, whatever arises may be habitual patterns out of the storytelling mind, our impulsive mind. And so the first thing is to become aware and make contact with our lived experience and not something in the past or in the future. And so that's the first aspect of sincere practice. It's just to become aware, come in contact with the lived experience here and now. When we're not aware, we can't be sincere. I'm going to say this again. When we're not aware, we can't be sincere because we don't know what is truly here. We're only going to be kind of living in the surface level of our storytelling, stories and ideas, imaginations. So that's the first one. Now, once we're aware, the second dimension of a sincerity is that of truthfulness, honesty. So when we practice sincerely, we're aware, come to contact with our present lived experience. And what's called for immediately following that is to meet those experiences truthfully. Not how you prefer, how you'd rather, but this. Whatever is happening right now here, this is the truth. And so if you're sitting down and you find yourself having aches and pains in the body, there's a truth to that. Can we be with that honestly? Or if there's something in the mind, I'm irritated and, or I have such a fear coming in my mind. Is it okay to be with that as they are? Meet with this truthfully. And we all know that um, our mind tend to skip over um, you know, things that we don't want, unpleasant experiences. And, of course, you know, we don't like that and it's not comfortable. And, you know, our mind tends to have this habit of turning away. And then to just kind of um, reflecting, you know, often uh, in our Dharma teachings, we offer this list and maps, and, you know, when we offer a list of eight, you know, our mind can't stay at one or two. <laughs> we jump to number eight <laughs> within an hour. <laughs> 
the first ten minutes we're not getting to number four, something is totally wrong with us, right? And uh, but uh, sincere practice asks us to be true to where we are, how we are, just as is. We're not moving away, and so. Um, do I dare to stay true to this? This is another phrase that Philip used very often on this retreat. Do I dare? Do we dare? And sometimes what's here, we're afraid of. So we run away. Do we dare? So it takes courage and um, trust and integrity to really be here. And I really liked the uh, Chinese translation of the sincerity. I don't know if any of you would know this. It's um, called 诚心诚意. And it's meaning something like, you know, our heart. Uh, it's, uh, uh, what it means is that it's a something that our heart and mind can trust when we're sincere, there is a certain kind of trustworthiness in our heart, in our mind. And maybe it's because that we can stay true with what is here. And so in in this way, our heart and mind can trust it. And then the third aspect that I like to uh, speak about, and after us being aware with what is happening and stay true, uh, honest with our experience, the third dimension of a sincerity comes in uh, in the form of being open to what is here, and this is a kind of opening. Uh, you know, I had this sense of a, a gesture. I don't know, some of you may be doing yoga, and it's a mountain pose. You know, mountain pose, you stand on your mat, you know, with your kind of hands open, uh, heart lifted, and and that uh, you're open to what comes. And so it's that kind of a ge- gesture. We're open to this experience fully, wholeheartedly, you know, not half-hearted and, you know, partially checked out. But we're really here fully. I'm also find, find, uh, fond of this one-liner that Gil sometimes talk about. You know, in order to get from A to B, you stay at A fully. And so there's a sense, sense of opening up to embrace, stay with the experience fully. And we all have probably lots of examples of how we might be experiencing what's happening half-heartedly, right? Not totally fully. You may have had experience where you are with someone and, you know, someone is keeping in company with you. But they're really not there. 
Maybe they're on the phone, and their kind of <laughs> gesture is, you know, they're not looking at you or they're not there with you, and they are kind of there, but they're really not there <laughs> with you. We all have experienced this, and we can be experienced with that part of ourselves in our inner being. You know, some aspect of us that we may prefer not to be here is here. Yeah, maybe somebody said something about me that that the defensive part of me is here. I don't like it. I really want to wiggle out of this hurt feeling, but it's here. Can I be with this? Can I allow this to be here, without shuffling it around and pushing it away? And I remember on um, one retreat, a recent retreat that uh, Gil had given a um, long, extended um, posture instruction. Uh, I was struck by. Um, the details that he offered in this posture instruction, kind of again, this minute details of different parts of the body, energetic field, and you know the jaw, the eyes, and this eye socket, and you know just kind of everything. And what struck with me was, wow, how attuned he was. With all of us, uh, just uh, with all of this is sitting, you know, just sitting here. And it wasn't just one sitting, but it's over time, over the decades and decades of a practice, he was paying attention to how posture shifts and changes. So it's as if you're meeting this as. An old friend at the same time as a brand new friend. And so that's kind of the attitude that we're bringing in through the sincere practice. We embrace this so wholeheartedly that as if we've never, well, actually we have never met this, <laughs> this moment before. We just give ourselves over to it, bowing down to it. And then um, the last dimension comes in, which is to be content with this. Now that you're aware, present, honest, truthful, open, receptive, be content with where we are, how we are, just as it is. It is easy for our mind to feel that somewhere else would be a better place to be. Just not this. But the sincere practice asks us to to check: Can we be okay with this experience? Whether it's a bliss, pleasant experience, or unpleasant, very uncomfortable. 
So whatever is happening is good enough. It's good enough. You know, our mind are tricky. Um, we don't always have clarity. And so an um, uh, invitation for this sincere practice is to also open to this as a learning process. It's an ongoing learning process. That's part of the sincerity, sincere practice. Bring a humility and a modesty to our practice. Uh, setting ourselves up against some high standards. Really, only kind of bring dukkha to us. And I want to share um, this poem that I just heard this morning. And this is from this uh, little book, The First of Free Woman. Uh, it's a, a poems from the early Buddhist nuns. And this is from this nun whose name is uh, Rahini. The title of the poem is Wandering Star. You don't cut, sorry, I'm going to restart. (laughs) You don't become the cloth just because you put on ropes. You don't turn into empty space just because you carry a bow. The sun doesn't bow down. Trees don't throw flowers at your feet. Birds don't start answering when you call. The path will hold even the biggest mistakes. The path will make room for even your deepest regrets. But you don't become the cloth of the the robe overnight. You can begin very quietly, something you barely even notice like the touch of water on your skin, like a knife in a drawer, like the next five minutes, unless they are your last. The path isn't a line on a map. It's a great shining world. Enter wherever you like. You might get thrown back once or twice, but if you push through the outer layers, oh, my siblings, then you will know the true welcome that is the very essence of the path. So we can always begin to enter wherever we like. May we all practice sincerely. Hmm. 
So we have a little time um, for some reflections and um, or questions. Oh, Nancy. Ah, okay, Nancy, please. Thank you. Hi, Yang. Thank you for being here today. I was wondering, since we have this auspicious occasion of you being here, if you can tell the greater Sangha a little bit about the Asian Dharma Sangha. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Nancy, for bringing that in. Uh, Yeah, we do have, um, IMC have um, many different affinity groups, and for me, I'm specifically part of uh, an Asian Dharma Circle uh, offered through IMC that happens on Sunday afternoons. Um, It's usually uh, twice a month, and you can check on our calendar. And this is for those who uh, are self-identified as um, folks who have Asian background um, to join it. And we usually have um, a very simple format. We um, um, meditate together, and we have um, a short uh, Dharma reflections offered, and then we uh, engage as a community, kind of discuss the Dharma. And, and so to welcome anyone who joined, and uh, please just check on the IMC calendar and, and the website. Thank you, Nancy, for bringing that in. Okay, any other announcement? If not, and uh, we have some time for, yeah, just some reflections and questions you may have. Hi. I, I'm just curious to know what the name of that book you read the poem from is. Yeah. I like that poem. Yeah, The First Free Woman. And this, the, this is the book. Feel free to come up and take a look if you need. Um, but it's called The First Free Woman. Oh, thank you. I want to thank you for your talk. And, and that poem was very moving. Also, I um, think I like the difference between cont- that we're content with something versus something is okay. So mm-hmm. for me, the okay is less judgmental. It's not as warm and fuzzy as content. And yes, can we be okay with things just as they are? So. Yeah, great. Uh, thank you. Yeah, great. Yeah, we find our own words. You know, words are tricky. <laughs> you know, we have our own associations with them. So uh, find the words that work for you. You know, and for me, sometimes it's just, oh, this is good enough. <laughs> that's, that's enough. Yeah. Great. You're all very quiet, and uh, if there is no other comments or sharing, 
um, I guess we can end. So maybe we'll end with <clears throat> a dedication of a merit um, together. Yes, take a moment uh, to gather ourselves and allow a sense of gratitude to arise being grateful to be able to practice together, sharing dharma together, grateful for our own presence right here, our courage to be here. And may whatever benefits and goodness that arose out of our practice together and our sharing together, may they be shared all around, in all directions, with all beings. May all beings be well. May all beings be happy. And may all beings be free. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>